Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. How's it going, Wisconsin? Welcome to the very first edition of Dairyland Talk. Me, myself, TJ Bain, at Top Rated Sports on Twitter. Both of us are contributors for the Dairyland Express. We will be bringing you weekly coverage on the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, report cards, superlatives. We're going to have uh, a lot of good content for you this season on every Tuesday. So, I want to introduce my co-host, TJ. TJ, what's up, man? How you doing? Hey, Hey, how's it going, guys? How's everybody doing? I think they're doing good. I think that we have a lot to get started with. Uh, I know we're a couple weeks into the season already, but the 8-1 Bucks, um, a complete turnaround from last season, uh, especially how they started out and... I think that the most impressive thing I've seen is that the Bucks have went into games where they're supposed to win, and they've actually taken care of business. And they've done it in pretty big fashion, winning quite a few of their games by 20 points so far this season. TJ, what do you think is the biggest thing that's different from the beginning, from nine games in last year to nine games in this year? I think it's the three-point shooting. Uh, the three-point shooting has improved a lot since last season. Uh, the new have put in place that has really helped the Bucks out a lot this year. Yeah, and I agree. I mean, you look instantly at what this offense has done, and I wrote about it on Dairyland Express, that the Bucks just – the offense would work itself in. I mean – the Bucks right now are number one in three points made and three points attempted. They are 22nd and 27th in two points attempts. So let's think about how far we've come from Jason Kidd's no three, two friendly <laughs> offense that we were accustomed to seeing in the past, you know, what was it, three seasons. And now it's completely different. Um, I think that just like, Seeing the Bucks do this, it's kind of crazy because of how, you know, how it was like the, like the dinosaur ages last season. And we really just have seen an evolution that I think Bucks fans are getting accustomed to. And I think the players are getting accustomed to as well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they have all the players in place on this roster to really make a push. They have... 
an excellent signing this off season with uh, Brooke Lopez, who has really, really helped them out in the center position, which they haven't had in many seasons, especially with Jason Kidd. You're right. And I think that having those stretch fours and fives are huge for the bigger grand scheme of what Mike Budenholzer is trying to implement. And, you know, he's only in his first year and there's going to be new notches to the offense that he can bring in in years two and three and hopefully have some continuity amongst the players, uh, you know, obviously with, you know, the huge offseason the Bucks have upcoming where three of their the three best guards are all uh, due for contracts. So they'll have to make those adjustments uh, when they need to. But as of right now, everyone seems to be filling their lanes. And, you know, even the Bucks should really be 9-0. and They, you know, it took a – what, 24, 25 point, three point uh, franchise record night for the Boston Celtics. Yeah, uh, to beat crazy. us. <laughs> it's crazy. No, it is. And if you think about it, we have, but you're going to learn a lot about this team coming up here in this four game stretch um, Portland, Golden State, Clippers, and the Nuggets. Those, I mean, all four of those teams are playoff caliber teams out West. And I think the Bucks, you know, they've only had three road games so far this season. So four in what looks like six nights, um, you know, it's not going to be an easy stretch. Yeah, it's going to be a tough week. We're going to learn a lot about the Bucks, you know, after these games, especially the one on Thursday against Golden State. You know, we're really going to see how they match up to the champions. Yeah, you're right. I mean, being eight and one. Uh, you know, what's a possibility if you take care of business in Portland, which I believe the Bucks are a better team than Portland, but that's another one of those games where uh, it's sort of at last year, last year we're losing those games where, okay, we're probably better than the team, but we just don't show up for some reason. And that's still a possibility. But what I've liked most about the Bucks, honestly, is I've seen nine straight games where they've showed up every single time. And I think the one they're playing for the coach, I think they know they have a superstar in Giannis. And three, I think that they know that the East is wide open. Boston's good, but they're not as good as everyone's making them out to be. They're not going to run away with this thing. We took care of Toronto. I mean, Kawhi Leonard wasn't there, obviously, but neither was Giannis. So that you have to feel good about that. And I know they had a, like OG Ananobi was out and a couple other guys, but you got to think about, you know, who we've played so far and what we've done to some some of these teams. Yeah, we've played a lot of playoff teams to start the season. You know, the Pacers, the Sixers, the Timberwolves, the Raptors, the Celtics. I mean, and we've won all of them except for the Celtics. So it just shows you how how well the new system is is really meshing with these players and how well uh, Giannis is playing. I mean, he's at – He's at a MVP level that only a certain amount of players in NBA history have ever been able to do. No, you're right. 20, 26 and 13.9 rebounds as of um, Monday night when we're recording this, almost six assists. What Giannis Antetokounmpo is doing is unprecedented in the NBA. Um, just to put up these numbers uh, in the scary thing is Giannis hasn't even played well yet. 
I mean, I think he played pretty well yesterday, obviously, with another triple-double. I think it's his 11th career triple-double, but he really hasn't played that well yet. He hasn't really been knocking down any of his shots. He's just been getting to the rim at a freakish rate, and you're starting to see the dividends with his Mike Budenholzer offense because those low-post guys are making having to make a decision. And the Bucks shot 55 threes yesterday, and the you know they they stay in on Giannis and you hit enough threes you're gonna space them out and Giannis will get even easier shots and that's that's really what it all comes down to. Yeah, I mean they, they you know they added they they realized what Giannis's biggest weakness was was the three point shooting and they added players that could shoot the three with with Brook Lopez is a perfect example. You got a center that can just back out drive in and he could dish it out to the big guy. And it's just so hard for teams to play the Bucks with so many dynamics that they have. No, and I think that's definitely one of the biggest reasons why they're so successful is they have all these different assets and all these different spots that have been ready to go at a moment's notice. I mean, you know, he's not putting up the biggest numbers, but Dante DiVincenzo this year has been playing fantastic minutes for the Bucks. He's been plug and play. He can go out there. He's defending Kyrie Irving against the Celtics. I mean, this dude can seriously ball. And then we talk about, um, you know, Pat Connaughton. Pat Connaughton's come in, hit some big threes, played some good defense. I mean, Sterling Brown was playing in the G League the other night. I mean, there is seriously um, been some dividing of cream to the top on whose Budenhauser's guys are. Um, and I think we can't even limit that because Tony Snell's been playing pretty well too the last couple of days. So, I mean, I think that shooting guard position is what we were looking for in the beginning of the season about what is who is going to be those two guy, two or three guys that are going to come off the bench and be able to fit. But, you know, it looks like the Bucks are going to have their options on what matchup fits better on a nice nightly basis. Yeah, it has to be nice, you know, especially for the coaching to be able to switch it out, you know, go big, big lineup, go small. You could put Giannis at the small forward, power forward, even put him at the center if you wanted to with his size and ability just to get to the rim. I mean, you know, and then you got Eric Bledsoe who's starting to play how he used to play when he was with the Phoenix Suns. And it's just, it's just so good to see a team mashly and it's not even December yet. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely been a fantastic start for the Milwaukee Bucks, the 8-1 and one Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I think that we really need to look at how this defense is playing because obviously offense is the most attractive thing to talk about, who's scoring, who's pa- passing well and all that. But the Bucks have been absolutely phenomenal defensively. They're actually rated number one in the NBA in um, effective field goal percentage. So, I mean, that right there tells you enough what is how good this team is playing defensively. And they're real, you know, and I know Jason Kidd was scrutinized for his defense, but he kind of had the right idea. The Bucks are super long, but he just didn't know how to use it in the right way. Budenholzer is using that length now. I mean, teams are shooting, they're, they're shooting fourth amount of two-point shots against the the Bucks, so I mean they're letting them shoot that mid-range two that you know doesn't add up when you should be shooting threes, and 
when the Bucks ended up actually losing to the Celtics, you just look at what happened there. The math wasn't right. We were shooting all these twos, and they were hitting all these threes, and we lost by the difference. Yeah, I mean, defense is going to be key, especially late in the season, especially against you know teams like the Celtics, teams like the the Sixers, and and the Bucks have really re- really found a way to use centers like John Henson, for example able to limit his minutes to where he's more effective. I mean, he's averaging a block already and he's only playing about 15 minutes a game. So it's, it's nice to see how they can use players even for a small amount of time and get the most out of them. Who do you think so has been the biggest surprise so far this season? Oh, hands down, Brooke Lopez. I I I feel like Brooke Lopez is the quiet, un, you know, most underrated signing this offseason. He, he's given, he's he's turned his whole career around. I mean, you know, he was an afterthought. And him and for him to take such a pay cut to come to the Bucks to give them something that they needed, and that is a true center that can shoot, that can that can shoot the free throw as well. I mean, you could put Brooke Lopez on the line and you know that he's going to hit the free throws and that's hard to say for a big man in this league no i i completely agree with you brooke lopez has been absolutely phenomenal so far this season i'm on the other hand i'm going to go to the other free agent signing and it's ursan Ilyasova for me averaging 9.9 points 6.3 6.3 rebounds, 1.4 assists on 52% shooting and 39% from deep, 82% from the field with a 16.7 player efficiency rating. I mean, Ersan Ilsova has absolutely done it all for the Bucks. He led the game, the team in scoring when Giannis was out with a concussion. He had 19 and 10. He comes off the bench. He does absolutely whatever you need him to do on any given night. And that is part of the reason why Mike Budenholzer brought him here from Atlanta where he was last season. The, it, and I think the best part about Urson is that it doesn't matter to him whether he's starting or coming off the bench or he doesn't play a lot one game. He's always ready to play. And I think that's why all Bucks fans have really enjoyed him since he's been here ever since he got drafted by the team. And, you know, and it, Ersan's just a huge step up from the bench that we had last year. Because the bench that we had last year just wasn't doing it at all. They would come in and there would get no offensive action. There would be no scoring, no ball movement. Ursan forces that with how hard he works and how quick he is when he moves the ball offensively. And when he gets an open three, he's not just going to sit and wait for the next ball rotation. He's going to step up and take and make that big shot. Yeah, that's, that's that's so true, and 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 he's like a type of player that him and Tony Snell, you can you can ask them to start, or you can ask them to come off the bench, and you'll get the same attitude and the same production. And those are the type of players that you need on a championship team, especially a young team like this. I mean, Giannis been in the playoffs a few times, but hasn't gone deep in the playoffs. So this is good for the Bucks. This is good for the city of Milwaukee, and this is going to be a team to watch out for in the East. I want to get your reaction to uh, the um, options being picked up by, for Don Maker and DJ Wilson for next season. Um, 
I know the Thonmaker one was kind of expected, um, but DJ Wilson was up in the air, and they ended up signing him uh, for next season, like a $3 million guarantee. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? And um, can you try to put us in what the Bucks management might be thinking about with uh, the DJ Wilson pickup? Well, I mean, you know, DJ Wilson is an offensive-minded forward. I mean, he can – you know, he could play the power forward position. He could play the center. He's 22 years old. I mean, he, he can't really hit the three, but his uh, rebounding is is what I think the Bucks management was really looking at, was having a young guy cheap who can play defense and can rebound. The Bucks have scoring. Now they rebound in defense to come on, especially with all these free agents that are going – that the Bucks are going to have to – decide on who they're going to sign next season. So, And and that's where I find the biggest problem with having that sign, uh, having picking up DJ Wilson's option, because you're going to need that $3 million to bring in whoever those guys are going to get. Chris Middleton is going to get $30 million a year. No yeah. question about it. He will be a higher paid player on this, highest paid player on this team after this offseason. And – Honestly, picking up DJ Wilson, who I question his lower body strength. Uh, you know, he he just at six ten, he's just not physical enough to be a center or be a power forward, and, and he's not enough sh- good enough shooter to be a power forward. I mean, we're talking about a guy that played in twenty two games last season as a rookie, averaging three and three point two minutes per game. Um, you know, I just – I struggle to see where he has a role on this team as well with so many other big guys on this roster. I mean, I know Brooke Lopez, his contract is going to be up, and we might use some of that mid-level exception on him next year. Uh, you know, you have Urson for next year now, his $7 million guarantee. You have, you know, Giannis, Urson. Thon probably, I mean, Christian Wood, all ahead of DJ Wilson. So I don't see where they carve out uh, like uh, any place for him on this team next year. I mean, you know, I think that they would have been smart to get like a top 55 protected pick for him because he he shouldn't have been their pick at 17 in the first place. So I, I you got to cut your losses with that, but. I don't know. It might be John John Horse trying to say, "All right, well, this is my second, you know, second first round pick, so I need to make sure I hit on one of these to keep my credibility up." So I'm like, "Ah, eh, well, you might as well just keep on and let DJ go because DJ is nothing. I I don't think he's very good. I think that he's not going to be an NBA player for much longer, unfortunately. Like most of the Bucks first round picks." <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you never know, you know, you, you could, you could sign him, you could sign him, have him play this off, you know, in the off season, see how he progresses. And if he doesn't, he's on a really cheap contract. I think they're more, more or less trying to see, you know, kind of just hold on hope and signing him to a pretty cheap contract to hope that he would become something. But if he doesn't, like you said, I mean, he won't be in the NBA much longer anyhow. So. Right. So. Let's look at this week ahead um, for the Milwaukee Bucks, a four-game West road trip that starts on Tuesday night 
night at nine o'clock central time uh, against the Trailblazers. Um, and then, as TJ had mentioned before, um, on Thursday night, they go to Golden State. Uh, that'll be a 9.30 Central Time tip um, against the defending champion Warriors. Then a Saturday matinee at uh, 2.30 against the Clippers. And then finally, Sunday, November 11th at 7 p.m. Uh, against the Denver Nuggets. So, honestly, I don't think the Clippers are that, that, that great. I think they're pretty good and could give the Bucks some problems. But I think you're going to learn a lot from those that Portland, Golden State, and Denver game. Those are three very, very good teams. Yeah, Damian Lillard is playing at at another level right now. He's playing the best ball of his career. You know, Portland, you know, is just their playoff team, and they're and they're and they're out to prove it this year. So they're that's going to be a tough matchup. Of course, you know, with the Warriors on Thursday. I mean, they're just champions. So, I mean, they. You know, I mean, Clay just dropped 50 at tw- with 26 minutes. So, I mean, it's ridiculous what they're doing over there. And and Denver, Denver is one of the reminds me a lot of of like I would say the Celtics in a way. They have a lot of good pieces in place, a lot of young pieces in place, and the Nuggets are right there, ready to make that push. So, it's going to be a tough week, a tough four games for the. Bucks, but we'll see a lot about this team after this week. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you're definitely circling the Warriors game. Uh, it's a TNT game, I believe. It's the uh, second TNT game for the Bucks uh, in as many weeks. So good exposure for the, the team, obviously, on national TV. But I'm definitely circling that Denver game as a big one for the Bucks. It's a Sunday night game in Denver. Sometimes someone call those a sleeper game because. You know, everyone's tired on Sunday, don't really want to watch it, don't really want to be there, uh, the altitude. But Denver's 8-1. and one. They're second in the Western Conference, uh, and they really can do it in a lot of different ways. Uh, Gary Harris, Jokic, Will Barton, Jamal Murray, Paul Millsap. I mean, they have five serious scorers up front, and you got to be ready to play defense against them, and it's two high-powered offenses going at it. Um, but they do it a little bit differently. Um, you know, they sh- – the Nuggets are 28th in the NBA or 28th in uh, three points made and 23rd in three points attempted. So I think they might be falling right into the Bucks' hands uh, with these mid-range shots. So we got to hope that the Bucks are hitting those threes uh, that, you know, it, unlike in shooting those threes, I mean, because we saw what happened when they didn't shoot them against a good team against the Celtics and they ended up losing. So keep definitely getting those shots up, filling those blue boxes, you know, that Budenholzer loves. And I think that we should be in good shape. I think that, uh, you know, if we're getting into predictions for this week, I suppose, um, I'd say they probably go three and one. I think they, you know, if they lose, if they beat the Warriors, they'll lose to another team. If they beat the other three teams, they'll probably lose to the Warriors. Um, I mean, I'm not concerned if they lose to the Warriors because, we're fighting small battles right now early in the season, obviously, but you know, we gotta, yeah. uh, we gotta be competitive at least. Yeah. I mean, and that, and like you said, that Denver game is going to be very, it's, it's going to be a lot harder for the Bucks than, than first, when you first look at it, especially when they're leaving, they have to travel from, from LA all the way to, uh, to Denver. For the next day, so they're playing back-to-back games, and they have to travel across 
and playoff team. I mean, the Clippers are not a playoff team, but if you put the Clippers on the East, they could be a playoff team. So no team in the West is ever easy. So the Bucks will have a very tough week this week. What do you? What would you give the if you had to predict what those games are going to end up like? I'm gonna go with you on the three and one. I think they'll lose to the Warriors, and I think they'll 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 beat the Trailblazers to beat the Clippers, and I think the Nuggets game will be a battle. Yeah, I mean, two and two is not the worst thing in the world, but I think you got to aim to go three and one during this stretch. I mean, get out to as big as of a lead as you can in that Eastern Conference. I know Toronto's ahead because they played more games, but I mean, if you can separate yourself as a top two or three team early in the season, you're only going to benefit from that. I mean, 50 55 wins definitely isn't out of the question for this team anymore. Um, but I think that, you know, taking care of business on this road trip is extremely important for the Bucks um, as they, you know, as they move forward with this whole, whole thing that they're going to be going on this season. And I think that there's going to be learning curve for the Bucks at some point. I think the, the ceiling's going to fall at one game and they're going to hit nine of 53s and, you know, people are going to freak out about the system not working, but it will. I, it's just you don't want to have it. The only problem with this thing is you don't want to end up like the Houston Rockets at Game Seven of the Western Conference Finals and miss twenty something threes in a row, because that could happen. I mean, because that could very well happen. And the boot and the type of offense that the Bucks run, very similarly to the Houston Rockets, you could have a streak like that, but you just can't have it on a huge game. Yeah, I mean, it's really. You know, it's really going to come down to Giannis and to be the guy. When it comes down to any close games, the team is going to look for him. And he's, they're going to look for him to hit the three or hit the shot and hit the game winner. Him and Chris Middleton are going to be the guys that are going to carry the Bucks to that next level. And I honestly think Giannis is at least the top three player in the NBA right now. Yeah, I mean that's probably that's a fair assessment. The way he, I mean, Kustakufis would probably say the same thing after um, the dunking he got to put on him uh, in Sunday's game. <laughs> but you know, I, I think that's fair. He's probably a top three or four player, or maybe five. I'm not arguing that much about that because I think they're all kind of. It's pretty subjective. I think who I mean, I think LeBron and KD are the best players in the world, and I think after that. It's kind of like pick your flavor, Giannis, you know, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, that whole thing. Like, yeah. I think it's pretty subjective. I think everyone's going to have their guy that they'll ride with. Uh, I personally think it's James Harden. Um, I think Giannis has definitely elevated himself from like six or seven to like three or four conversations. So that's good. Um, but I think that we just need to see more like winning. I've seen the Rockets go to the Western Conference Finals and be one game away from beating the Warriors and go cold. I mean, they're a good team. I think that Harden elevates them, obviously. So you just need to see the same thing from Giannis, and I think you'll be in pretty good shape. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think we've covered it for this week. Um, I want to thank all of our uh, listeners in week one. Uh, still working through some kinks, obviously, with the formatting and all that stuff. If there's any special, uh, you know, superlatives or anything you'd like to hear, you can uh, drop them in both of our Twitter mentions. Uh, TJ is on Twitter at Top Rated Sports. I am at DP double underscore hoops. 
Um, and uh, we want to thank you again for listening to Dairyland Talk. TJ? Yeah, thanks. see you next week. See you next week, dude. Thanks for uh, having a really good first episode. So excited about this. So we're excited to keep giving you great Bucks content. So we'll talk to you later. And thank you, Wisconsin. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.